Thank you for listening to this podcast from TheUnheardNerd.com. If you like what you hear, please consider liking, sharing, reviewing, and subscribing on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast feed of choice, and help us to keep creating and improving our content. Thank you. Oh, hail Jeffy Jeff. You're listening to Jump the Shark. It's the pop culture podcast from the Unheard Nerd. And my name is Will. And with me as always, it's John. Bonnie Prince John. How are you doing, John? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. That's a strange <laughs> intro. <laughs> it is a little bit, yeah. A little bit weird. I don't know. I don't know what came over me there. Sorry about that. <laughs> Maybe it's the, uh, the the however many weeks of uh, not working and <laughs> not being able to leave the house. Um yeah, still kind of in lockdown, John. Not not really, but kind of like, as in nobody really gives a shit anymore about it. But we're still yeah. supposed to be sort of socially distancing ourselves and and uh, isolating, uh, not isolating. Um, what's it called? Um, social, yeah, social distancing. That's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, social distancing. Yeah. Although now you can have six friends over or something. Ooh, I don't know. Ooh. You can have a barbecue <laughs> with your friends, Fuck. just like people were anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking government. Gotta be honest, actually, I don't think many people here were flouting the rules too much, but um, he will remain nameless. But we we have a a very extroverted friend who's really been struggling with lockdown. Uh, All right. As in we, you mutually, you and I. Um, All right. I think you might be able to guess who who our most um, extrovert friend is. But yeah, he's been he's been really struggling with uh, with lockdown. It's just like climbing the walls at home. All um, right. So homeschooling, all that kind of jazz. Um, but you're free of it now, John. You're back out on the road. Uh, I'm back out working. I am classed as a key worker. You're travelling sex doll salesman. Uh, no. That's what you do, isn't it? That's what I thought. Uh, I think so. <laughs> Did you see? Is it in uh, South Korea? There was a football match, and um, yeah, lots of. Football. Oh, well, obviously, yes. obviously, all football matches have to be played behind closed doors at the moment. Sorry, soccer yeah, yeah. for American friends. And uh, there was the South um, South Korean club who um, decided to put dolls in the in the crowd in their stadium, but they were all high end yeah. sex dolls. <laughs> and um, and yeah, they tried to blag it and saying um, that that it was uh, just to add a little bit of realism. They didn't realise that the dolls were sex dolls, but they were all holding signs. For um, explicit sex sites, uh, porn sites, essentially. <laughs> so I don't buy that for a second. And uh, ultimately, they have to come, had to come out and uh, apologise for that. But um, there you go. Um, yeah, that's how to increase your audience, sex dolls. One form of sponsorship, I suppose. Yeah, and I'm, I'm reliably informed from our, uh, our, our hosting statistics that our highest proportion of listeners are, in fact, sex dolls. Really? Yes, I think it makes up 80% of our audience... Um, the other 20% are made up of our friends. Hey! <laughs> and that's because everyone that listens to this is our friend. And not that's just right. actual real friends that listen to the show, but <laughs> probably 15% of the 20%. I don't know where I'm going with this, John. Um, I listened back to our previous show, and um, the, there's a couple of things that we really got wrong. I did a little bit of fact-checking. Oh, okay. And uh, so, something I was quite embarrassed about was um, we were talking about the... Um, 
uh, the the film that's a little bit like a quiet place that's on Netflix with um, oh yeah damn a name escapes me Speedwoman um, oh Sandra Bullock yes Miss Congeniality uh, and and I said the film was called Bird Nest with um, some authority which was of course complete bullshit. <laughs> the, the film is in fact called Bird Box. So uh, for everybody that was shouting at the podcast saying you're a moron, I, I know I am. <laughs> but uh, I, I can admit that I am a moron and um, the film is in fact called Bird Box. So uh, thank, thank you for bearing with us. Um, not all facts are guaranteed on this. In fact, we rarely ever come with any preparation or f- any kind of fact but um that's that's exactly used to once is. upon a time <laughs> once upon a time we did yeah yeah once upon a time but it, it become too it become too rigid i think i'm so unprepared i haven't even done the news this time so uh, <laughs> this is going to be interesting i literally just remembered that we do that at the beginning of the show has <laughs> 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 been a little while since we recorded one but uh, anyway never mind um that's uh that's that's um Let's go through the news, John. The yes. In the news this time around, John, the Americans. Oh, America. Oh, America. Oh, America. Oh, America. You do such wonderful things like, you know, send people into space or on in a spaceship powered by three iPads. And, uh, and, and yet, <laughs> fucking hell, sort your shit out. I mean, really... <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, apart from the space news, the other news is that uh, uh, Marvel, Disney, all of the Disney outlets, um, Sony, Amazon, um, you know, pretty much every every large entertainment outlet in in the United States yesterday um, came together in in, in, in solidarity and uh, issued statements. So we'll f- follow up on that. Um, other news, it's a little bit old at this point, but I'm excited about it. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 <laughs> HD Remaster, Remake. I'm really excited about that. Um, I, I played lots and lots of Tony Hawk when I was younger. Um, but that's about it, because, um, yeah, news. When I edit this, it'll sound amazing. I know it will be seamless, seamless. So yeah, yeah. What, what, what did I start with? Space, SpaceX. Did you watch space. the space launch, John? No, I, I didn't even know it was happening until I saw the news afterwards. My God, I, I was excited. I was um, the first launch was scrubbed, which is the official terminology. Um, at the last minute on Friday, I think Thursday, Thursday, perhaps last week. Um, I was excited for that. I was ready for it, but the weather didn't permit the launch. Um, and then I tuned in live, watched it on the YouTubes live on Saturday at 8.33 UK time. I don't know what that was locally in America. Um, but they sent people up to space on Elon Musk's Tesla spaceship. Uh-huh. <laughs> SpaceX. A historic moment, isn't it? Because it's the first time someone's gone to space in a vehicle made by a private company. Indeed, yeah. That's the relevance of it. And um, I I mean, I, honestly, I was genuinely excited. When I was a kid and the space shuttle launches were, were a thing, my mm. dad took me out of school for the day so that I could watch it on TV. So wow. it's kind of been inbred into me. Like, you know, space travel is exciting. It's, it's you know, the exploration of the unknown. 
um, is, 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 is exciting for me. So I really, I was really excited um, by the space launch and, and my wife and I sat there, watched it and we actually were holding hands and we were so nervous that something was going to go <laughs> wrong. You know, it's, it was exciting that, you know, this, this was happening, but it was also like nerve wracking. It's like, please, like, yeah. as soon as they go, we have liftoff and you're like, shut up, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least let them get up into orbit and, and, uh, <laughs> But it was exciting, and then um, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it this morning. Um, I watched the the docking with the International Space Station, uh-huh. um, which was um, again also exciting. It took uh, I think I tuned in with about ten minutes before they actually docked, but it was really like space two thousand and one, uh, you know, two thousand one Space Odyssey stuff, like the filming yeah. from the ISS of the of the capsule coming in to dock. It was really, yeah, it was like it was really amazing. It looks really fake. I'm not saying it is fake. <laughs> it's not fake news. It's because Donald Trump, um, <laughs> he was there at the launch and he started going on about Space Force and, ah, and how amazing this was for America and Space Force. And then, and then the person's like straight after, it, it was on the BBC News feed, I think um, I saw yeah. this. And uh, as soon as he'd finished talking, the, um, the, the BBC person um, put it into context and said, of course, um, Space Force has nothing to do with NASA or SpaceX. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and Donald Trump there claiming uh, the mission for America, but it was, of course, a collaborative effort with lots of nationalities involved. Yes. <laughs> that guy is such a moron. Um, Understatement. But, um, yeah, but, uh, you yeah, know, obviously I don't want to go into, I'm not going to comment um, on, on the George Floyd stuff too much other than it is, disgraceful that um a man in custody um you're not resisting arrest uh unarmed not a threat um has has died at the hands of of um police um it's it's not right and you know nobody can condone that and you know the reaction that it's sparked again you know it's not not the first time that we've seen these um this this kind of reaction um, no. You know, obviously, don't condone the the violence and and um, you know the the you know without motivation. But um, I totally understand the sentiment and and the feeling at the moment. Um, and so it was it was it was good to see that all of these big entertainment outlets um, issued sort of a statement around about the same time. It must have been coordinated. I think um, yesterday I was just watching Twitter, watching my Twitter feed. Yeah. And um, yeah, all these statements came up and saying that you know we we um, value and uh, show solidarity with um, all of our employees, colleagues, contributors, artists, creators um, of of color, and um, and and you know really just put that message out that it's not okay. And uh, the one that stuck out for me was Sony, who actually uh-huh. um, put they they tweeted and I'm paraphrasing that um, people should send resources, the resources and, um, and, and um, you know, information to them and they will use their platform, i.e. Twitter, and their audience to distribute that information as wide as they possibly can. So not only did they say that we show solidarity, they actively yeah. were tweeting out information to keep people safe, keep people informed, um, uh, which I thought was, was just amazing from a huge corporation who doesn't have to get involved in that doesn't have an obligation to, um, but they actually used it, their, their platform and their voice, um, to, to distribute information. So that was, I, I've never seen that before. It was quite, that's, quite that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's I mean, that. They, 
they also, uh, I mean, they were due to show off uh, game footage for the PlayStation 5 uh, this coming Thursday at time of recording. Mm. But rightfully so, they tweeted out saying, you know, now is not the time to be showing off new products. So mm. that's going to be delayed to a later day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, it's, it just it blows my mind. It baffles me that, that, that this kind of situation is, is not only allowed to happen in the first place, and, and Trump's responses are just unbelievably idiotic. Just the man is a moron. It's, it's I just you know some <laughs> of this, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. I mean, Jesus oh. Christ! Um, yeah. You know where that's come from, don't you? You know the backstory to that. Well, it's from the sixties, isn't it? It's, it's... yeah. It's a, a quote from a, a racist sheriff. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but, it baffles my mind, and it, it's so sad. Yeah, you know, I just sat there read, what, reading through Twitter yesterday, and you know, people who are, are there, you know, friends I have on Facebook uh, or on social media, friends are there, you know, and and they, you know, they're living it and they're going through it, and yeah, it, it's it's mind blowing. It's sad. It's really sad. And and just literally uh, a few hours before recording this, the uh, White House news spokes lady came out to a press conference. Have you seen her? Blonde-haired woman. I don't know her name. Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this it's a brilliant clip. Because the beginning of the clip, she says, and we also note the president's history of condemning white supremacy and racism. Hmm. It's sure, like, sure. You, you, you fucking what? It's like... Let's just say whatever whatever they want. Just say say something and hope that, you know, people are dumb enough to swallow it. People I know. It's, unbe- it's unbelievable. It's got to this stage. I saw that, um, I think, was it only 35% of Americans believe anything Trump says um, in a recent <laughs> poll? I mean, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I mean, he obviously got in power for a reason um, in the same way that, you know, things have happened in this country. But um, it mm. baffles me. It baffles me. Anyway, um, I don't know how to segue into Tony Hawk Pro Skater two <laughs> from that. <laughs> But um, I'm going to try try anyway. Um, well, yeah, um, it's happening. <laughs> I can't segue. I can't segue. Um, I, but I am very excited. Um, did you play Tony Hawk Pro Skater when you were? When you oh were yeah, I loved. Um, I don't think I ever played number one, but I got a copy of number two, and I just I don't know why I just loved it. I, th- I think I played two. You know, not. I think I borrowed a copy off a friend or played around someone else's house. But yeah. I, I had and still have Pro Skater One for the PlayStation. Um, you know, if if I ever dig out the PlayStation, that's usually the first game I stick on. Hey. And um, yeah, super excited. I mean, the footage looks amazing. The the the, the this in basically a new, what's well, a re remaster? A re I don't know what you call it. Um, well, they, yeah, they call it remaster, but I'm guessing it's, it's you know it's kind of rebuilt from the ground up, but just to look the same as. Yeah, the original. Uh, yeah, I mean, so, I love. I'll never forget that first level, the warehouse level. Yeah. While uh, and and the none of the music I can remember is it, is it Papa Roach was one of the tracks. I can't remember. I, I oh, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine was definitely one of the tracks. Th- it had an amazing soundtrack. Yeah, it, it was it, an amazing soundtrack. And a lot of people are going on about that because not all the original songs from the from the original soundtrack are going to be in the remastered version um, because of licensing issues or, or you know, yeah. Yeah, they they they're not able to to use it, um, but most of them are, and um, they made a, a Spotify playlist of all the songs. But it just brings back memories, like that opening title music, like straight away. It's like 
oh, it brings back such fond memories. And you're right, that, that opening warehouse level, I remember playing that and, and playing it for ages. Because you know, I'm, I'm not the best gamer in the world, I'm happily admit that. Um, but I remember getting you know to the end of that level and thinking, oh my God, this level's amazing. What's the rest of the game going to be like? <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, really special, really special game. Hours and hours spent playing that and yeah, replaying it over and over again. I know there's so many secrets to find and bonuses to collect and area 51 and the alien spacecraft and yeah um and you know even just playing on you know, free skate just 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 for fun i just loved it hours and hours I, I spent playing that and you know even the stupidest the littlest things like the the sound effects you know when you oh, grind yeah. and when you kick flip and like the, the noise <laughs> just the sound effects like sometimes i'd play without the music like with just the sound effects um all right just just to get that yeah it's really good for, for what it's worth in real life dreadful skater i was awful <laughs> could just couldn't i had a really nice skateboard um, yeah it's like blind with um I don't know, monster, uh, toy monster toy monster wheels or something i don't know it was a, re- it was a decent setup I actually bought yeah. it off someone else who bought it and was like, I'm going to kill myself on this. So <laughs> I, I bought it off of him um, for you know quite a lot of money, actually, quite a bit of money at the time uh, yeah. you know, for what I was earning. And I was awful. I was really dreadful skating. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't even do an ollie that bad. Oh, dear. So um, I sold it to my nephew, who is still alive, I'm pleased to say. But he hey. probably sold it for weed. So. <laughs> oh, God. There you go. Probably. Probably. Right. Allegedly. Well, I think we blagged the news headlines quite well there, John. I even got a little bit serious. There's actually some proper news in there. I know. Keep going, keep going. Run and roll. Yeah, let's not make that happen again. But um, (laughs) (laughs) very, very very few occasions where we're um, we're actually going to get serious about politics and stuff on this show. Although you are actually quite politically minded, aren't you, John? You you like following a bit of politics. Uh, I'd I'd never thought I would. Hmm. Um, as, a, as a, if I could speak to my younger self and say, "Hey, you're going to follow politics, both American and English," you'd be like, "Fuck off!" Well, yeah, that's the um, thing that you know, surprises <laughs> me is that you do follow American politics, and I'm often wondering why do you care? <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Saying I think it's, a bad it's my thing. my hatred hatred of Trump and the Republicans. It's just amazing how they the Republicans Republicans just sit back and let him do whatever the fuck he wants. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, anyway. Right, moving on, John, to uh, possibly my favourite section in the, uh-huh, in the uh-huh. show. It's um, what have you watched since the last time we spoke, which is probably loads because, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been working, been at home. Um, yeah, and it's been a while since we talked. Um, so I've probably watched more than I can remember. I've watched a lot <laughs> of crap. <laughs> um, I, I mean, for examples, I'm not going to dwell on them, but I watched the entire second season of Car Masters from Rust to Riches and okay. um, <laughs> Netflix. And I've ploughed through quite a lot of um, Rust Valley, um, similar concept. These are all shows right. where people take rusty old vintage cars and uh, restore them and sell them for profit. And, um, yeah, other stuff. I can't really <laughs> remember. Stuff. I've watched quite a lot, but I don't know. I don't really have too much in the way of favourites, if I'm honest. I think my favourite thing most recently, and I'm hoping that you've watched it so that we can talk about it, 
is the Snowpiercer Snowpiercer TV series. Ah, I haven't started watching it yet. You haven't, John. No. If ever there was homework, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been doing, man? Have you got a job or something? Yeah, I've got a job. Sex dolls won't sell themselves. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Big order from South Korea, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, I can't really talk about it too much, but um, you were a big fan of the film, right? Oh, I, I adore the film, yes. Yeah. Which, 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 I think just last week finally had its U, uh, UK physical release. Oh, really? Is that, is that on Blu-ray? Like you can actually buy it on Blu-ray DVD in the UK now. Oh, wow. Amazing. <laughs> um, I didn't, I hadn't clocked that, but it, it has been on both Amazon and Netflix sort of doing the rounds. Mm. Um, but I don't know About if it's... A year or two, I think. Might, might be on Netflix again now. I'm not sure since they've got the TV series here. Um, I can't remember which network it's on in the US. Uh, is it uh, uh, CW? Uh, no, no. No. TNT? TNT no. TV, you're right. It is TNT TV. Yes, well done, John. In front of all knowledge. <laughs> um, but yeah, I obviously right. here. I haven't checked. <laughs> because we don't have a lot of the streaming services that are available in the United States of America. Um, no. Everything goes to either Netflix or Amazon here, really. So Or, or Sky Atlantic, um, which I don't have. No, that's kind of kind of a sort of HBO kind of channel ish. Mm. So um, yeah, so Snowpiercer the TV series. Well, I mean, it, what we can talk about is the fact that it's set yeah. earlier in the history of the train than the film. Okay. Um, it's, I know the train is a lot bigger. Uh, I watched the first five minutes or so, and the train is a thousand and one carriages. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think the, which is a lot longer than the film version was. Well, there is a reason for that, and I actually wrote about this on the site. Um, but the, you know, to have an in a long-running TV series, they obviously want more than mm. one season of this. It's gonna get pretty boring pretty quick if it's on the train every week. And since the Earth is a desolate wasteland that can't be inhabited yeah. by humans, they're never getting off that train. <laughs> no. So they've decided to make the train a thousand carriages and a and a and a yeah, engine long because then each carriage can be a different set and it increases the longevity of the uh, of the show potentially yeah so uh, interesting um in in episode one they go quite a long way up the train already so uh, i'm a little bit worried okay. but they miss out a lot in between so i guess there's, there's room the scope but uh, yeah it, it, it's um and i'm not going to spoil it but it's in keeping with the feel of the film Mm-hmm. It's not quite as, I would say it's not quite as grimy, desperate. I mean, it's desperate. It's not quite as desperate as the film. It's not, the film feels a bit harder, a little bit, yeah. you know, more, not, not even graphic, but more edgy, the film. I think the TV series is probably geared to a wider audience. Um, but uh, that's about all I can say, really, then. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Until you've watched it. So we can revisit this on the next show. Um, but um, yeah, I've, I've, enjoyed, I've watched the first two episodes so far. They were both dropped on Netflix on the same day. And yeah. um, and then the third episode is up now. I, I might watch that a little later on. But uh, so far, yeah. I've really enjoyed it. Now, what I found surprising is people I've spoken to um, haven't enjoyed Snowpiercer, either the film or the TV or not even willing to even try the TV series, um, some of them. The, the concept just doesn't appeal. Um, 
our friend Ben uh, described it as a pony version of the uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. Um, which, <laughs> until you've watched it, you won't be able to tell if that's a fair... Um, <laughs> but obviously, it's not fair. There's nothing like the Murder on the Orient Express, except it is slightly. Um, but it's not. Um, <laughs> I can't really go into any more detail than that. But, um, yeah, so Ben, um, sort, sort your life out, please, and at least give it <laughs> a go. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that next show, maybe. Yes, yes, I'll try and catch up. Mm. So I presume you've been watching a bit. I know you've been busy at home with the boys. Yes, I can't really watch anything at home with the boys because they've been going to bed so late we can't watch anything. <laughs> um, we did manage to watch... Uh, I can't do that. We managed to watch it. We watched Angel Has Fallen. Oh, okay. Right. Is this the, um, the, the, Gerald the third in, Butler? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Gerald Butler as the you, you love a Gerald president's Butler bodyguard. Well, is there a Gerald Butler film, answer me honestly, that you haven't seen? Probably. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some rom com type thing he's done that I haven't seen. Ah. But this is this is all down to the missus. She's like, Oh, Gerald Butler, let's watch that. So like, yeah, right then. Well, I we quite like the right, um yeah. the Angel has or you know, the Angel insert title here films. Olympus has fallen, London has fallen. Mm. Um all right then. My shed has, has fallen, fallen then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I get it. Okay, so um, Angel has fallen. What's that about? Um, basically, he gets he gets framed for um, trying to assassinate the president. So he has to go onto the run to prove his innocence. Okay. So um, obviously he didn't yeah. do it. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers, he didn't do it. It's <laughs> <laughs> a crap film. Um, <laughs> he got um, Morgan Freeman returning as the president. Ah. Uh, Nick Nolte, who plays Gerard's dad, <laughs> he's probably one of the best things in the film. Uh-huh. Um, and on a technical note, several times they're blatantly on a green screen set. It just, it just looks wrong. Mm. It's just, I can't describe it. You're just watching it, and you can just tell that they're surrounded by green, and they're not really where they're supposed to be. <laughs> see what I mean? Like the SpaceX launch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's all fake. I'm joking, but it does look really fake. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, do, you, do you recommend Angel Has it's, Fallen? Uh, it's all right. Is, is <laughs> Gerald Butler's name Angel? Uh, no. Okay. I do, I do, I do, I, I pass. Okay. <laughs> do you, it's so many weeks ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Well, um, Speaking of Space Force earlier, uh, I watched yes. the first episode of Space Force, the again the ah, Netflix this, series. I'm presuming you it, haven't. No, not yet. Uh, this this would be interesting because from what I'm hearing, it sounds like it's been misadvertised. Oh really? What as a comedy? Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> They've been promoting it as a a laugh a laugh a minute comedy. It sounds like it's not quite. It falls just a little bit flat. It's it's entertaining. It's, I mean, obviously it's supposed to be a comedy, but it's not a laugh a minute, definitely not. It's um, it's quite quite large gaps between the laughs and some of them don't land very well. It's oh, kind okay. of, a, um, and this is not meant to be detrimental, but it's American humour. So right. some, sometimes, you know, I think British humour often is, I know it's going to sound a bit conceited here, but it's quite clever. 
yeah. um, and and silly you know, uh, a lot of the time. Whereas American humour often is quite slapstick and a little bit immature. And and uh, you know, I don't I don't mean I mean that may be an unfair comparison. Um, but you, you think of I don't know I haven't watched much of the American Office, but I don't know. You compare the two, and and they're they're different. It's a different style. Oh, of definitely different. Yeah. So it, it, it's kind of American style humor. I think it's probably got the potential to be quite good. You know, I think series like this often struggle in the first sort of season just to like, they yeah. find the feet, find the rhythm, find the flow, find what, what hits the mark. But yeah, it's a little bit. I mean, Steve Carell's quite good in it. But uh, you got John Malkovich in there. Yeah, who's also very good. There's there's sort of some sort of recurring jokes which you know they're supposed to be funny it's funny the first couple of times and then after that you know what's coming <laughs> it's a little bit there's a bit of sentimentality in there you know a little bit of good nature Lisa Kudrow's in there um, who plays um, Steve Carell's wife and for some reason she's in prison but we don't really know why so also spoilers okay it's not a big part <laughs> of the story in the first episode um so yeah, I don't know. I'm going to persevere with it. I'm going to watch a few more episodes, and um, and see how it goes. But from what I've heard, is it sort of is bearable. But hopefully, the second season sort of ramps up a little bit. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm. Have you watched anything else, John, other than Angel Has Fallen? Uh, well, I'm going to chuck in a TV series that I watched, uh, Solar Opposites. Solar Opposites. I've never heard of that, John. Okay, it's from uh, one of the creators of um, Rick and Morty. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, it's about a bunch of aliens that decide who, um, a family of aliens who have mm. to leave their home planet because it, it blows up. <laughs> um, and they end up landing in middle America. <laughs> I'm lying, I have heard of this because you wrote about it on the website. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't place the name. I thought I wasn't, uh, yeah. But uh, as soon as you said uh, from the creator of one of the creators of Rick and Morty, then of course, yeah, yeah naturally. <laughs> and how is it? Is it good? Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> is it if Rick you love and Morty? Obviously, yes. It's very Rick and Morty. So it's you know, there's there's, there's swearing, there's there's violence, um, and there's two. Uh, there's kind of two plots. There's whatever whatever the aliens are doing, trying to merge in with with human life where everyone just accepts who they are it's just they're aliens and they're sometimes they're abused because they're aliens <laughs> but what they the daughter of the family part of her bedroom is um i suppose you call it like a gigantic and it's like a gigantic glass ant farm embedded mm. in the wall and i'd say it's made up of a grid and perhaps each square is the size of a shoebox and and just just for fun she shrinks people with a with a, one of her space gadgets and puts them in this gigantic ant farm. <laughs> and so there's a subplot that runs through the whole series of what the humans are getting up to in this ant farm and how they're surviving and the cult and like the gangs and cultures that they've created. <laughs> and it's I think it's the penultimate episode, yeah, number seven. It just concentrates on this ant farm entirely. You don't, you don't see what the family get up to at all, and it's just it's just all so brilliant. <laughs> It's highly cool. recommended, especially if you live like Rick and Morty. And um, where can one see this, John? In places. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I know better than to ask that question, really, aren't I? <laughs> Probably cut that out. <laughs> or just bleep out where you say it's... Yeah. Uh, well, in America, in America, you can watch it on Hulu. I don't on, know that much. On Hulu, which, of course, is where we are sometimes. That's why we watch these things. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, the final thing I... I um, I've watched and I'm, I know I've watched films I know I have I, I mean I watched um, Avengers End, <laughs> Endgame I was sort of without even realising a day before the year it came since it came out oh right um, you know it's just weird serendipity and um, yeah I watched Endgame again and that you know it's a, it's a big film it's a long film yeah I, I really enjoyed that um, In you know talking about British humour um, my wife and I were watching TV one night and it just came on um, but Black Books. Ah, oh, I love Black Books. Um, for anyone that's not aware, it's um, a yeah, very dry black comedy um, set in a bookshop. Um, and we um, we, you know, we we watched one or two episodes uh, on, the, on the night. They were doing like a marathon because obviously yeah. the TV schedules were a little bit light at the moment. <laughs> not a lot going on um, in terms of filming. Um, and then, yeah, it was late, so we went to bed and then we started watching it on catch-up on demand and uh, hey. ploughed plowed through um, quite a few. I think we, we got, they're not long seasons, I think like six episodes the first yes. season and, yeah, not much. But um, I discovered that I actually worked, um, I worked quite near that bookshop. I used to work quite near that in uh, King's Cross St Pancras. Um, oh, it, I it's, just... it's an actual bookshop. It's not called Black Books, but um, everybody no. goes there because it is the shop, the bookshop. Yeah, last time I was surveying in London at night, um, I, d I deliberately made an effort to find out where it was. And when I was nearby, I took a detour and <laughs> went to have a look at it. <laughs> <laughs> These surveying figures look weird. That's not what we were expecting. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, the, the, the third thing, that it's another TV series. And um, it was recommended by our friend and um, and I think listener to the show. I hope so. Uh, little little JC, little Jamie, and um, he recommended that I watch Upload. Um, he, oh, 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 sorry, yeah, go. On. <laughs> he, he was very enthusiastic about it. He thinks it's very good. Um, thinks it's very clever. Enjoys it. Um, I've watched two, three, maybe four episodes, and I'm not sold. I'm not sold. Have you watched it at all? Have you seen anything? Oh, is this an Amazon Prime series? It is. Yeah. Yes, I think my missus has just watched all of it. Okay, and, and did she, she... Quite, she quite she, yeah she quite enjoyed it. She said it reminds her a lot of um, another series she enjoys called The Good Place. Don't you know about that one? Yeah, we watched a lot of The Good Place, and then my wife got bored of it and we stopped watching it. I don't know. Why, <laughs> I was quite enjoying it. Um, I was, was going to give it a try, but she said no, don't bother. She goes, it's not really your kind of thing. I was like, oh, okay then. <laughs> well, I think we have fairly similar tastes, although you watch a lot more obscure shit than I do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the, with an asterisk. Um, that last statement. Um, so I don't. It was, it's okay. It's all right. It's watchable. It's light. But it. I don't know. I, I think after about three episodes, I'm like, we're like, should we watch another one? It's like, yeah, can't really be bothered. Um, so the premise is this guy dies. It turns out under suspicious circumstances, and yeah. um, and and basically he is dating um, a, a woman who's family are wealthy and they pay for a like subscription to have your consciousness uploaded to a virtual world 
Um, right. And, uh, and, and you can exist there until your partner dies and they join you. And, uh, and basically it's, it's supposed to be a luxurious location. It's like a, you, you have your a room, everything you want is there. There's beautiful grounds. You can play golf. You can do this. You can play tennis. There's other people there. Um, yeah, other dead people who have been uploaded. You can chat or whatever. And you have, um, I think it actually it's called uh, your angel, um, is your guide, basically. You, it's like your um, customer service support. So when you're there, you say, Angel, I need advice or whatever, and they come on the line. And that's basically a real person in the real world watching mm. over you. And um, this guy sort of strikes up a bit of a relationship with his angel who can come into the world in virtual reality. And, and so it's basically the dead conversing with the living. And it's a little bit light comedy. It's not an awful lot of comedy. Again, it's like a bit like Space Force. It's a bit light on the jokes. It's... Okay. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a laugh a minute, um, but right. you know, with a romantic and a, and a slightly sinister sort of um, side to it as well. There's a you know, it has the guy been murdered? You know, he was killed in a in a Google car in a, an automated <laughs> self driving car, uh, which right. you know, shouldn't crash. Or it shouldn't be able to crash, but um, did, and, and that's how he. He died, but did he die, or was he just uploaded before he was going to die? And is it, yeah, there's a lot of what's going on, who done it, what the ulterior motives is the girlfriend mm. in on the plot, or what? And so there's quite a lot to it. I'm not, you know, it's not that it's boring because there's not anything happening, but it's just a little bit meh. Yeah, you take it or leave <laughs> a bit it. Meh. Yeah, take it or leave it. You know, it's not it's not riveting viewing for me anyway. Right. Yeah. Clearly, a lot of people are enjoying it, but for me, it's not. It's not really. So yeah, fuck you, JC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. He's gonna put me in a headlock next time I see him. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that was my third. Anything else from you, John? Uh, let's see what else. Uh, there's a review on the site for a film called uh, Blood Sucking Bastards. So I won't go over that again. Mm. That's a very enjoyable film. So this is if like Shaun like- of the Dead with Vampires. That's, that's exactly that's the best way I can describe it. That's yeah, how you described it. That's uh, I read it. I read it. It's very low budget, but it's very funny. So um, it is a comedy rather than a horror, or is it a comedy horror? Uh, I'd say it's a yes, yeah, comedy horror. Hmm. If you want to look for it in the, in the UK on DVD, though, it would be called Blood Sucking Bosses. So obviously, they didn't let them have bastards on the DVD case. <laughs> really? That's yeah, it's got. It says blood sucking bosses on the DVD, but you stick it in, it comes up with blood sucking bastards. You're like, oh, okay. Oh, weird. <laughs> uh, the reason, uh, I don't know, the reason we watched that was because it stars uh, Pedro Pascal, who most people will know as uh, the Mandalorian. Mm. But he's also in a, a Netflix series called Narcos. Uh-huh. And um, that's another one of the Mrs.'s fancies at the moment. So that's why we, that's why we watched that. <laughs> so what I'm gathering is much of your home viewing is dictated by who your Mrs. fancies. Pretty much at the times, yes. Ever thought about becoming a film star, John? <laughs> <laughs> you watch yourself all the time. <laughs> uh, right, I've had, a, I've had a bit of a, uh, a film binge the last couple of nights. Yeah. Trying to get through my back. Uh, and you can, you can choose which one I talk about next. How about something different? Okay. If, you, if I've um, heard of it, John, I'll, I'll choose Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I think they're, they're all they're, they're obscure. We've got Us, Get us. Out, yeah, Us, Get Out, The Hunt, 
and Guns Akimbo. I, I want to hear about Guns Akimbo because I'm interested in that film. Ah, okay. Uh, so, <clears throat> I'll get his name wrong again. I did this this morning talking about it to someone. Uh, Guns Akimbo stars Daniel Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. Got that the right way around. Who obviously everyone, everyone in the world knows was Harry Potter. I, I uh, kind of met him once, but carry on. Oh, well done. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was, I don't know why. I honestly thought that I'd watched one of his other films and just think, oh, he's Harry Potter. He's Harry Potter. But that, that thought never actually occurred to me when I was watching this film. So I've got over that stigma quickly. Mm. Um, but he plays this guy who's uh, just, I think he calls himself a code monkey. He just goes to work and just writes code for these inane mobile games for this company. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something, there's another, there's something else that's uh, started online. It's become very popular and that's called uh, Schism. Mm. And this is where uh, people have to fight to the death in real life, but, you know, they have to get guns and actually find each other and actually kill them. A bit like Fortnite in real life. A bit like that, I suppose, yeah. Okay. Um, and so what happens, he's um, he's at home one night and he's, he's what I think he's, he's watching Schism, which is streamed over the internet. And it's also, uh, like YouTube, it's got this built-in chat room. And um, his job at work uh, is uh, not just coding, he also has to like manage their Twitter account and delete all the trolls and all the inappropriate things on Twitter that they say about the game. So when he's at home looking at this chat going on along with Schism, he sort of get, he feels a bit like he's at work, and he goes, "I know how to do this," and so he starts insulting other people, and they, they they're having they're having these flame wars against each other, and he's just like, "Oh, shut up, fuck off, blah blah blah," you know, you know, is your mum in your basement with you? you know, this kind of stuff. Mm. And then he gets a message from um, the guy who's running the chat room, and he's like, "Oh, you're such an amateur," and then puts up his IP address. And he <laughs> suddenly realizes he hasn't bothered to hide his IP address, and now they know exactly where he is. Oh, crap. Yeah. So, so, um, some, uh, some rather unsavory characters turn up, uh, and tell him he's in trouble and they knock him out. And when he wakes up, he's got a pair of pistols in each hand, but not only that, but each of his fingers are individually bolted to the grip of the gun. (laughs) So he cannot let go of these guns and his fingers are held in place over the triggers. And just to, uh, keep it a bit more interesting he's got like a thing that runs down his arm so basically he's got 50 shots in each pistol oh, wow and he's told that the, the current champion is this girl called nix and he's told he has to find her and kill her before she finds him and kills him <laughs> and uh it's a very entertaining fun movie and it's quite violent as well that was it was really good yeah i mean i wrote up about the trailer on um on the website I saw it and it, it like piqued my interest. It's um, the thing I like about Daniel Radcliffe at the moment is is he's obviously he's done the Harry Potter stuff. He could yeah. he could work in massive movies, but what he chooses to do because he obviously doesn't need the money is he chooses <laughs> like sort of smaller indie projects and films that interest yeah. him. In fact, I think I read a, a interview with him that he just chooses the the projects he finds interesting that are a little bit different. And uh, I mean, he did um, he did that one something about. Swiss Army Man. Yeah, that's what I said. The one, the, the dead body film. Yeah, Swiss Army Man. I was just going to come uh, on to that. Yes. Yeah, and there's the one, the one where he grows a pair of horns. Oh yeah, I can't remember what that is, but uh, you're right. Yeah. And also, there's another one. I think it's someone told me it's based a real life story. He's trying to escape from prison. 
I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with that. I've okay, that's that. another one of his. But they're, they're, but none of them, like like you said, none of them are like a big a big blockbuster films. They're sort of they're much more smaller, interesting projects. Yeah, smaller budget and and um, yeah. I, I mean, I I find that quite admirable. Like you know, he he could he could be a massive movie star, a massive. You know, he is a massive movie star, but he could be. Yeah. You know, you know he could really just keep, you know, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he does. He chooses not to. He has a little bit of a quieter life. Um, now the time I didn't, I say I, I, I kind of met him. I was in the same room as him. Uh, I didn't really realise he was there, <laughs> if I'm honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I was working in a uh, a restaurant, bar bar and restaurant, <clears throat> and this was sort of quite soon after the Harry Potter films had finished filming, I think, or maybe even were still in progress. But obviously he was, at the time, he was an adult, sort of just 18, 19, whatever, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. And um, he went into the shop across the road. He was in the area and he went into the shop across the road from the pub restaurant that I worked in. This was before we were, we'd opened for the day, like we were setting up in the morning. Uh-huh. And he went into the shop and um, tried to buy cigarettes because he's actually quite a heavy smoker. All right. And they ID'd him. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't have any on him. And so he wasn't able to buy cigarettes. Uh, no. <laughs> and so he came in, yeah, even though we weren't open, he came in and was like, I'm really sorry to, to bother you, but do you have a cigarette machine I can use? <laughs> they wouldn't sell me cigarettes in the shop. And it was like, how could they possibly not recognise Harry fucking Potter? <laughs> it's just not even possible. Oh, dear. Um, so, yeah, quite quite amusing uh yeah so there we go um cool so um so guns akimbo recommended definitely oh yes yes well worth the watch excellent i need to look that up because it is a film i, I actually really want to watch but um not really family viewing i don't think not one i can watch with the kids no, no. a bit too much they'll blood and violence for the children <laughs> yeah right uh i'll just say that us and get out i thought was so good that i went online had uh, brought some copies. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Maybe you should have put that the other way around. I bought I should have done, should I? I really enjoyed them. Edit that out, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to edit that. I edit the words into different order. <laughs> I'll try, I'll try. It might sound weird. Cool. Uh, well, just, just take out that sentence altogether. <laughs> take out that whole bit. That's stupid. <laughs> Maybe so. John, yes. <laughs> how do you feel about the Snyder Cut? I can't believe it's actually happening. <laughs> it's actually happening. It's um, actually... I've got mixed feelings about it. You know, part of me is like, well done, Zack Snyder. He's not happy with the film that he wasn't able to finish and he wants to go back and finish it properly. Mm. Uh, another part of me is like, just get over it. It was shit. <laughs> just <laughs> deal with it. Uh, you know, do we? I mean, there's some talk now of going back and redoing Suicide Squad. Yeah, because oh, there loads of bits were cut out of that. Please stop. Just just because you've you've won once, it doesn't mean we can now start going through, um, you know, a back catalogue and start saying, okay, well, let's dig this one out. Let's put this one back together properly. Look, I mean, if ever there was a lesson to be learned, it's the Star Wars <laughs> episode four, five, and six. Uh. Yeah. George just couldn't let them go and kept going back <laughs> and adding stuff and changing stuff and and 
and we all wish that he hadn't. I just, I suppose, I mean, Justice League, I mean, for anyone that doesn't know, and it's hard to believe that anyone hasn't heard the news, but, <laughs> but basically, I mean, when they were filming Justice League, Zack Snyder's um, daughter killed herself, um, mm -hmm. and which was obviously devastating for him. He needed time away from the project um, to be with his family, with his other children, with his wife. Perfectly understandable, yeah, devastating, awful thing to happen to anyone. So Joss Whedon came in to finish the project. Now, Joss obviously quite hot off the heels of success with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, kind of brought a slightly lighter take, perhaps, to um, proceedings and, and reworked mm. Justice League into something that it, it wasn't Zack Snyder's uh, vision um, it was supposed to be much darker much more sinister you know whatever I don't know I, I think it's alleged that only a quarter of the film is is kind of what Zack wanted mm. so now they're throwing another 20 to 30 million at it and Zack Snyder's filming more stuff hopefully fixing no. Henry Cavill's moustache it's not, it's not, he's not allowed to film anything new Oh, really? Yeah, he's got to use that money to um, use the footage they've got and they can, you know, finish post-productions. They can finish effects work and stuff. Oh, right. Christ. But he's not, he's, he's not allowed to actually go film anything new. Okay, interesting. So I'm interested to see what, what uh, Henry Cavill's moustache will look like. <laughs> in it. That's something to look forward to. That was, um, that was fucking awful. Yeah, but I mean, I just, I kind of feel like just move on. It, I don't know. Do we need well, this? I, have, I do feel it's horrible. They feel they've won because some of the things that some of the fans did at times was just, you know, a bit out of order because mm. they were just spamming uh, Warner Brothers continuously. Now, Warner Brothers could be promoting something else and they'd spam it with, you know, a hashtag release the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Um, but I have, I have also read that maybe the reason that HBO are doing this is that for the cost of 20 to $30 million, they get something premium that they can stick on their streaming channel, HBO Go Max, I think it's called. HBO Max, yeah. Oh, HBO Max, um, which which will guarantee them subscription and viewers. It's you know it's something that's almost ready made for it. Yeah, I mean I understand that. Obviously, HBO Max is is owned by Warner Brothers, so yeah, it's yeah. keeping it in the family. Um, but uh, yeah. I mean, it might be good. It might be good, but here's my thing: like, so many people complained about um, you know, Man of Steel and and mm. you know Batman versus Superman being too dark. There were so many complaints about it. They were like, "Look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It is possible to have a superhero film where you've got action and then you've got you know humor and light relief in between as well. It's possible mm. to do that. Why does it have to be so dark? I mean, you can barely see." The colours, it's desaturated, it's this, it's that. There were so many complaints about those films. And now everybody's like, that's what we want. That We want that now. <laughs> Go back and make Justice League like that, please. It's just, it feels so like, make up your fucking mind, firstly, what you want. <laughs> and, and secondly, let you know, sleeping dogs lie or dead horses rot or whatever the saying is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think the horse one's correct. Um, yeah, so I, I, think, I, I mean, yeah, you, you mean you've already mentioned that um, it, it sounds like someone's trying. You know, it's a, they're trying to get the. Um, I, think it's, I think it's called the Ayer cut because it's I think it's David Ayer. I think who directed Suicide Squad. Yeah, 
and he's he's kind of fueling it a little bit, saying, "Oh, my film was 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 beaten up, and you've not seen the version that I you know that I made." Yeah, but even then, today the, stuff came out about the so many scenes with Jared Leto as the Joker that were amazing that never made the film. Yeah, um, but then there's like another crazy story where I uh, I don't know when it is at the at the current time, but last I heard. 20,000 fans had signed a petition for George Lucas to release to release the four-hour cut of Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. Nobody needs it's that. Just like, it's just like, <laughs> like, yeah, no, but A, nobody needs it. B, what you're asking for is what they call in the industry is an assembly cut. Hmm. So it's literally everything they filmed chucked together in, in, in rough order so they can sit down, look at it, and decide what needs to be removed, mm. you know, and get it down to two hours or whatever. And it's just the wording on the petition. It's just one one line that really bugged me in particular. It's like, um, you know, we demand to see the film we deserve or something. It's like, well, no, you don't. Or, or, or uh, the film that rightfully belongs to us or something to that effect. Mm. It's like, no, no, it doesn't. George, George, I mean, whatever you think of it, in product is... You know, it doesn't matter. But you know, George made it. He edited it down. It's his vision. What he gave you is is what he wanted you to see. Yeah, yeah. It's people are so entitled, aren't they? Just just a little bit. I mean, but oh, what, let's think what about do, like, playing devil's advocate though. Somewhere where fan intervention has actually worked is the Sonic the Hedgehog film, where it looked fucking awful. Everyone could see that <laughs> from the beginning. Fan outrage yeah. at that, they delay it three months and, and end up with a, a pretty substantial hit. You know, it's a film that's made a decent uh, amount of money and they're already working on a sequel. I think, yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I fucking love Sonic. That's a fantastic movie. I didn't expect that to be so much fun. It was a lot of fun and there, yeah, there were a lot of things wrong with it. But actually, when you boil it down and remember it's a family film aimed at you know, kids, I mean, my 10 year old loved it. I like, said it's the best film she's ever seen. Uh, you know that that's the audience it's aimed for, and yeah. I was able to sort of watch it with her a couple of times now, and um, see it through her eyes, and and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. But it's not, um, yeah, it's not for the retro gamers looking for all the Easter eggs, you know. So yeah, it's not that. It's not about that. Not everything has to be that. No. And um, yeah, you know, talking of Easter eggs and and retro gaming. Um, you know, Ready Player One keeps teasing me on Amazon Prime again. It's <laughs> it's on there, and I'm like, maybe maybe I'll watch it again. All right, okay. I haven't brought myself to do it yet, but <laughs> maybe I'll watch it again. I don't know. I hated that film. It's not bad. I, I do. I hate. You hate it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. I th- I just didn't. The film didn't live up to what I had hoped from the book. You know. And I know that's so boring to say, like, oh, the book's better than the film. Yeah, I mean, you could say yeah. about almost every adaptation, but it just really missed the mark for me. Just like really off, off. But um, I might watch it again. Maybe I, you know, I watched, um, I watched, uh, uh, what did I watch? Oh, um, the last Star Wars film, Rise of the Skywalker. All right. And I really didn't enjoy that. But watching it a second time, I you watched it a second time? Well, I, yeah, I saw it at the cinema, and now I've watched it. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, I couldn't just not buy it. I've got all the other Star Wars films. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, even the last one was it? Um, 
Rise of the Jedi or whatever it was called. Yeah, The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. I hated that and and I still bought it <laughs> just <laughs> because I'm a completist and because you know, other people in the family enjoyed it. So you know, it's there oh, okay. for them to watch. Um, yeah, of course, I didn't predict that Disney Plus would be a thing at the time, but, you know. No. Um, but, yeah, so I I, I, bought, I watched the yeah, Rise of the Skywalker again and I enjoyed it a lot more. I think because okay. I knew I was going to be disappointed, I just let it go and just sort of went with it. I, I stopped, right. you know, I stopped caring that it was going to be tied up neatly or, or satisf- in a satisfying way, and I just yeah. enjoyed it for you know just as a film on its own. And um, I did enjoy it a lot more second time round. But um, I, that's not to say I forgive it for you know it, it, <laughs> it, it's not a satisfying conclusion to the saga for me. It's not. No. But uh, yeah, anyway. It is what it is. Um, I did just think of one other thing I wanted to touch on, John, and it's that uh-huh. uh, not here in the UK because shops are still closed, but um, comics comics are back out in the world. Um, yes. Distribution stopped, I think, in March um, because you know, there's literally a single distributor for comics <laughs> everywhere. Diamond Comic Distribution. Diamond. yeah. Which is is a, just a bizarre monopoly, um, but in, interestingly, it's like, you know, basically, if they decide not to distribute comics, every comic publisher is like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> <laughs> um, but interestingly, yeah. DC, who who didn't furlough workers and and kept people working during you know the, the pandemic, um, and and creating content to to put out, um, actually sort of broke with a mould and found two other distributors during all this to distribute their comics okay. in the meantime. It's not to say they're not back working with Diamond now, but it is interesting that you know, now there are two new players in the market that that might be a good thing for... It may, it may be a good thing for comic fans. Um, yeah. It may create a little bit of uh, competition in the market, which, uh, I mean, I hate to say might bring comic prices down a little bit, um, and I say I hate to say that because you know, the margins on them are so fine at the moment. It's, you know, yeah, it's hard for any comic shop to even make a, a profit. Uh, they don't make a profit; they kind of live week to week. Um, so yeah, it's interesting that that's happening. But yeah, comics are back out now. They're being dis- redistributed. I think this is the third week now since they started again. Um, but yeah, here in the UK, a lot of people are going to have a backlog of uh, of books to pick up and. If they haven't been working, it's going to be a struggle to pay for them because I've yeah. been in a comic shop and seen a guy picking up his stacks and it's cost him over £100 for comics. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I got, I've stopped. I've actually stopped buying comics because I, I, I'm i not somewhere where I can easily buy them anymore. I used to work quite close yeah. to Leicester Square and um, uh-huh. so I used to go in and pick up from the comic shop every week um, when I... <laughs> When I moved uh, to work uh, further out of town, it was impossible for me to get there, so I stopped buying them um, on a weekly basis. And um, I just, you know, even for me, with only, uh, not really that many titles in my pool list, some weeks mm-hmm. it's just like a little bit eye watering, shelling out all that money for <laughs> for comics. And you think, Christ, I haven't read most of them. <laughs> They're still in a long box uh, in the corner of the room, and I haven't read oh, them. Dear. Something I should be doing with all this spare time. Yeah, it was. <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough for uh, Jibber Jabber, John. Um, I hope to speak to you again soon. And yes. Stay safe, wear your face mask, wash your hands. I think I've washed my hands so much that my gloves don't fit anymore. <laughs> oh, God. 
and um, yeah, constantly sore, having to moisturise a lot um, between sunbathing. That was a hard life. <laughs> <laughs> right, until next time, John. It's been an absolute pleasure. As always, goodbye, Will. Bye. Bye.